Hi, Mama. I'm glad you're here today. Today, we're going to dig in to the topic of depression. And I know this is not going to be the last time we talk about it, but I want to unpack a little bit about what depression looks like in your body, uh, how you can recognize and understand it a little bit more. Because one of the first factors that we need to create change in our lives is having insight, having understanding about what is going on so that we know how to tackle it. If we are just feeling something and we have no language to describe it, it can feel really overwhelming. And as soon as we attach language and some understanding to it, it can help us have a firmer grip on it and help us know what the next steps can look like. So if you at all have struggled with depression or it's something that you feel like is uh, relevant to your life, I highly recommend diving in today. But before we do so, I just want to remind you to make sure you get in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. This is such a great community so that we can dig into this stuff together. We are not meant to do this alone. If you want to be surrounded by some like-minded women that are on this journey of healing as well, make sure you pop in, send me a DM, say hi in the group, and I answer all of your questions there. So if you have questions about this topic or any others, please pop them into the Facebook group because I know there are other women that are struggling with the same stuff. So I cannot wait to meet you there, and we are going to jump in today. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama. So first, I have to talk about some church stuff. So if all of this, if you haven't been in church and you haven't been wounded in this way, you can kind of just learn and hear about people's experience. You know, this wasn't my experience personally, but I have, especially being in the field of mental health, I have heard so many people talk about this way they have been wounded by the church. And I I really believe that the church is God's plan A. You know, he created the church. This is his plan for the world. And if you want to dig into this topic more, go listen to, I think, episode five, Do We Really Need Church? It's with my pastor, Megan Robinson. And it's a really relevant topic today because I know a lot of people are questioning church. But all, all that to say, I, I believe in church. But you have to remember that church is comprised of humans, imperfect humans. And so there are people maybe that have wounded you. And if you are one of these people, you probably already know what I'm talking about, why I am talking about the church when we're talking about depression. And, you know, just to touch on it briefly, there are some followers of Jesus that believe that mental health treatment is bad. They believe that, you know, all depression is spiritual and that, you know, if we are trying to tackle this depression from a a place um, that the world has created, this mental health treatment therapy counseling, then it's it's not going to help. It's going to go against God's standards because this is a spiritual issue. 
And while I strongly believe there are spiritual components, and for some people, yeah, it might be completely spiritual, I also know that we are comprised of body, mind, and spirit. And so just like our bodies can get sick, our minds can have a sickness in it. Or our brains, I should say. Our minds can have something to do with it as well. But right now we're talking about our body. And so our brains can sometimes operate in a way that is faulty. Just like if someone has diabetes, you know, I don't know all of the science behind diabetes, but I know they need insulin and insulin is what helps them function properly. Their body doesn't handle sugar without that insulin. Just like a sickness in our body can cause diabetes, so can a sickness in our brain cause depression or anxiety. So it could be from a hormonal imbalance or receptors in your brain not functioning properly. You know, there's a lot of signs that can go deep into it that you can research if you want to go there. But today I want to I wanna talk about that aspect of it all. Because I do believe that, you know, churches that have taught against medication or counseling. I don't, I don't align with that. Now, I also don't believe medication is the answer for everyone, but I know that it can help some people. I say that, and we're going to go more in depth into that. But first, I also want to mention that just because it's happening in your body, that does not mean that changes in your mind or your spirit, you know, your connection with God can shift things. Um, because those areas can also affect our brains. You know, we talk all the time about how God is the source of healing. So if we align our spirit with him and we believe in faith, he can absolutely heal something that is wrong in our brains. I 1000% believe in the power of prayer. But I also know sometimes God doesn't choose to heal us in that way. Sometimes he chooses to heal us through a process. So there's some things that we can do in our mind and our spirit to tackle depression. But first, I want to go more in depth into what's happening in your body and how to understand what is going on, maybe even how to recognize what is happening to you. Maybe you don't even know if you have depression. You just are dealing with some heaviness. And I'm going to go through the criteria that adds up to a depression diagnosis so that you can maybe have some more understanding about what's going on. But I want to pause first and talk about diagnoses. So a diagnosis is not a label that you have to carry around forever. A diagnosis is a construct of humans to help understand related things that are happening in people. So it's a, a bunch of symptoms that, that have, they have found in people that are experiencing this thing that they have labeled depression. But that does not mean that you have to live under this label. It does that not mean that it's forever. It doesn't say anything about you. It is simply a way to understand what might be happening in you. So this is coming from the DSM-5, which is this big book of all the diagnoses that therapists and practitioners can use to diagnose people. And to truly receive a depression diagnosis, you have to have a number of these that add up to it. But I'm not going to talk about that number today because I really don't believe strongly in diagnoses. I just think it's a way to help you understand and gain traction. So we don't need to talk about specifics. Let's just look. Are there any of these in your life? And then talk about where to go from there. 
So the first is depressed mood. This is, you know, obviously the most self-explanatory, you know, generally speaking in someone that's really struggling with, you know, depression. I even hate using that word because of the connotation that it brings. It, it feels like it's, you know, become this label about this thing that you have to keep forever. And I don't want it to be that. But I will use the word just because I know this is a common, common term that we use. So a depressed mood nearly every day. So this can be feeling sad or empty, hopeless, or just being really tearful. Um, and now if you if you have teenagers uh, or kids, uh, one of the aspects you can recognize in them is it can also cause an irritable mood. Now, if this is the only uh, symptom that you hear in them, you know, it's probably not depression. But if they're, if that is something that is, you know, every day, all day, they are irritable, maybe, maybe there's something going on that you want to look a little bit more into. Another symptom is loss of interest or pleasure. So not, you know, wanting to do the things that you used to really enjoy doing and just really finding no pleasure in them if you do them. And really struggling to feel any interest or any joy from anything. Uh, weight loss or weight gain, like a significant amount, can indicate some uh, level of depression along with other symptoms. Loss of appetite or an increase in appetite. So, you know, this can affect how we eat, you know. Another one can be difficulty sleeping or sleeping too much. And so there's always like both sides of the spectrum. So if, if you are extreme in any of these categories, it might be an indication if it adds up with some others that you are struggling with depression. Another one can be um, having trouble sitting still or, or keeping your body still and not agitated or moving a lot. Or if you're really sluggish and not just like you feel it's hard to get off the couch, but if someone uh, outside observes you and you are really just moving slow all of the time, that can be another indication. Uh, extreme fatigue can be a sign. Feeling excessive worthlessness or inappropriate guilt, if that is just consuming you. Difficulty concentrating, thoughts of death or suicide. Now, just keep the whole picture in mind. Just because you have one of these, again, it does not mean that you would meet the criteria for depression. It has to be, you know, kind of many of them together. And it's this pervasive thing throughout your life. And not just in one category. Like, it's not just at home. You know, it would be at work and at home and somewhere else. So if you're hearing this and you're like, okay, you know, I have a lot of those. I, I think I have depression. Now, this does not mean that you need to take medication. Here is something that I, I learned in grad school that was really helpful for me to understand, you know, how to know whether medication can be helpful. Because I do believe for some people, medication can be the answer. And maybe it's for a season. Maybe it's for a lifetime. With that, though, it's just like, you know, going back to our diabetes analogy, if you're just taking the insulin and you are not changing anything else in your lifestyle, it's going to be hard to really function well. You know, the insulin can keep you alive, but are you healthy? Are you really doing well? And so, you know, with depression, a medication can help, but you need a lot of other things in play. You're going to need to tackle your mind because most of the time there is a component of our minds that need to be changed. We need to change the patterns in our brain. And wherever this depression might have started, it's going to be affecting our life, whether our life, uh, you know, kind of caused this depression 
or whether this depression caused problems in our life, there's going to be things to work out in our life and our relationships. And so if you, you know, I'm going to talk about medication in a second. If you find yourself feeling like, okay, I think medication would be the right route. I highly recommend going to a therapist and they can refer you to a psychiatrist because psychiatrist is not going to get at the root. Most of them, 99% is not going to try and dig up the root. What is going on? They're just going to prescribe some medication. And I'll share a personal story about this. In college, because of a series of things, I was convinced that I was bipolar. Now, I'm like, I think a freshman or a sophomore in college. And, you know, I have not studied psychology at all. I don't even think I had like a, a undergrad class in psychology. But, you know, I did my Googling and I convinced myself I had bipolar and I, I decided I needed to try medication. And so I got a referral to a psychiatrist and I went to the psychiatrist and, you know, I expected them to lead the conversation. And so I even went in thinking like, hey, I don't want to tell them I have bipolar because I, you know, I'm going to skew their perspective. I really want them to kind of decide for themselves. So I, you know, expected that I would have the opportunity for the psychiatrist to guide the way. But the first thing he asked me was, uh, okay, what's going on? Why, why are you here? And I didn't know what else to say. And so I, you know, started talking about my symptoms, but then I, you know, said, well, I think it's bipolar because of this and this and this. And I had all the criteria memorized, of course. So of course I'm checking off all those boxes. And so after like a 15, 20 minute conversation, he says, okay, I think you have a mild form of bipolar disorder. So I was like, okay. So he prescribed, you know, a medication and I tried it for a while and it didn't, didn't help me because honestly, my, what I was dealing with, I think had nothing to do with my brain chemistry and had everything to do with my spiritual and emotional health. But this is a example, and this is not the only story out there, but an example of why I never want people just to go straight to a psychiatrist, even if they think that's where they're going to end up. Because if you're just tackling that, you're going to be missing so much. Even if you think everything is just based physiologically, you still are going to be missing so much. Because honestly, I, I can almost guarantee the picture is always bigger than that. So all that being said, here is like almost the hack that my professor said. You know, he was an expert in psychopharmacology, which is uh, helping people get the right medication, get the right dosing and all of that. And he said the biggest indication of whether medication is going to be helpful for you in terms of depression is, okay, do you wake up in the morning and you feel the most depressed in the morning or do you feel the most depressed at night? So answer that question for yourself before you hear the end results so you don't skew your answer. I'll give you a second. Do you feel it most in the morning or most at night? And if this is relevant to you, I suggest you pause the episode and figure out your answer before you listen further. And also, this is not a clear cut. Only if you are in the morning or only if you're at night, you know, it, it's not 100%. But generally speaking, he said that if your depression is worse in the morning, most likely medication is going to help you. And if your depression is worse at night, then it's probably not. It's probably more um, about your environment, your circumstances, your mindset. Now, again, I, I always believe it's always both. But maybe if you have some severe depression or you're really struggling and your depression is worse in the morning, this, this might be something to consider. But again, please go see a therapist first so you can begin working on the, the mindset, the lifestyle changes, 
and then they can refer you to a psychiatrist because they're also going to have some psychiatrists that they trust that, you know, isn't just a random person that might be a little better than the guy that I went to. And, you know, going back to my story, I think this is really, you know, even though the church, I feel like, got it wrong in saying, like, never should you go on medication, never should you seek therapy, um, I can understand some of that mindset because, you know, I I think I had all of this, this baggage to work through um, from growing up, from different things that I was going through from even sin choices and how that affects me. Because, you know, when we don't follow God's plan and we're living in sin, it's always going to affect our mental health. You know, he, it's his plan for a reason. It's because that is how we're going to prosper and thrive. It's not just because he's likes rules and wants to hold us down. But, you know, if I had just believed, okay, well, I'm just bipolar and that's why I do all of these things. And that's why I feel all of these things. And I had just lived in that mindset and, you know, just focus on medication or even therapy with medication, I might have missed the picture, the whole picture. You know, it was not, I don't believe that I had bipolar disorder that I, I believe that was completely off basis. I could see how my symptoms would add up to that. But if anyone had a bigger understanding of me and my life, I don't believe that was the case. I do also want to mention here, and I'll probably do another episode on this, but as we're talking about diagnoses, if you have received a diagnosis, you know, specifically mental health, but really any, but we're talking about mental health today, and you believe that it is forever, I just want to rock that a little bit. You know, I want to push against it. And while I'm not saying that you don't have that, I'm not saying that there's not something wrong in your brain. I just want to say that you don't for sure have to live that way forever. Um, I have a friend, you know, we, we always talk about God is the source of healing. He's the only source of healing. And I believe he has healing and freedom for everyone. Now he works it out differently for each person. But, you know, he says, come to me and ask everything in prayer. Believe in that I'm going to do it and I will do it. And so I have a friend that, you know, did have what you would call bipolar disorder. And she had for sure all of the symptoms, like it actually looks a lot more like it. Um, you know, she had manic episodes, you know, she, she would go into greater detail with this, but she had this for years and then God healed her and she no longer, she was on medication for years and it helped her stabilize. But then she went off the medication and she was healed and she no longer has any of these symptoms so please don't, if you have been given a diagnosis by someone, any kind of diagnosis, just don't put too much weight in it. You know, it's, it's the way the world understands symptoms and it is not a final word on your health or your life. Okay. So if you also are saying, okay, my depression is worse in the morning and it's, you know, I'm really struggling with it, but I don't want to do medication. You know, I, I hear you and I get it. And I think it's something good to pray on, but I do want to share some other tips. I had a therapist once, you know, I was struggling with some symptoms of depression and he, I did not want to go on medication. I'm like, I tried that with this bipolar thing. It did not help me. I did not like it. I do not want to go down this route. Cause you know, I'm not steering you away from medication necessarily, but it does take a lot of time to find the right one. And you know, another friend, I have another friend that has gone down this road, had severe depression and, you know, was struggling to function and struggling with severe suicidal thoughts. 
And she has gone down this road of figuring out the right medication. It's taken a long time and a lot of work, but now she is on one that is really helping her. And so it does take a lot of work. Sometimes it takes multiple different medications because it's, uh, you can't always determine what is happening in your brain that is off. There's like different types of depression medications that tackle different things. And so it will take some trial and error, figuring out the right dose, figuring out the right medication. There's a lot of factors involved. And so it is for sure an investment of time and a season to figure out that right one. So if you are thinking like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm functioning. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not struggling with feeling suicidal. I know I need to, to make some headway in this, but I don't know if medication is the right thing for me. One of my previous therapists had said, you know, if you don't want to go down this medication route, an alternative is to exercise 20 minutes a day and limit all scream time to two hours a day. So this combination can really change things for you. You know, there is so much that happens in our bodies physiologically when we exercise Screen time also affects us way more than we know. We should do, well, hopefully do some episodes on this. Not myself, but I'll get some guests to come in and speak to this. But as we are trying to heal our bodies, we've got to tackle it at every angle. Just like if you had a diabetes diagnosis, you know, you've got to take the insulin. But exercising, diet can help. And diet, again, for, for depression is also very relevant. Our food, what we eat has so much to do with uh, our brains functioning, our bodies functioning. And so making sure you are on a clean and healthy diet. Again, not something that I can speak uh, professionally to or deeply to, but we'll have a guest on here eventually to talk about that for sure. So exercising 20 minutes a day, limiting all scream time to two hours. And another factor that he, he didn't talk about, but I know is so related to our mental health and this is very uh, close to home as moms, is our sleep. Our sleep has so much to do with so many things. I'm just listing off basically all these episodes that we need to have because I want to convince you how important sleep is for you. And that, you know, just to touch on is why I believe so heavily in sleep training. You can do it the gentle way or any way, but I really believe that moms need to sleep. So we'll go more in depth into some of those topics another time, but I, that's kind of this picture for you of tackling depression uh, regarding your body and what that can look like. What are the aspects you need to consider? Now, maybe you were the person that said, okay, my depression is actually worse at night. So this might mean that you, what's happening with you is you are coping by getting depressed. So if you go back to our pain cycle, you know, we have a triggering pain and then we, our brain has learned to deal with that pain in some way. And one of that ways that we deal with it is to get depressed. So this is kind of this coping and it's not necessarily any less powerful in your life. You know, it can feel just as powerful as the other kind of depression, but it might be more tied to your circumstances and how you're dealing with them. And so this is really where the mind work comes in. And I believe, you know, again, the mind work is relevant for both types of depression, but this is where you have to retrain your brain to do something instead of getting depressed. And this comes from, you know, we, we broke down 
these different responses that we have in this fight or flight mode in our brain. And this depression would come from a shame response. So it's this, this pain trigger, you know, maybe the pain is I'm not good enough. And so when you feel like you're not good enough, then you go down, your, your brain goes down its pathway and tries to cope. Even if it's destructive, it's trying to cope and it goes to getting depressed. So maybe this looks like, you know, hopelessness and that is just envelops you and it doesn't feel like it's a choice. I mean, most often our coping at first doesn't feel like a choice. We start to learn that it is and that we do have control over it. And this is not to cause shame or guilt on anyone, but it's really to empower you that you don't have to respond in these ways anymore. And, you know, I think this is one of the ways that I really used to cope. And I really have grown a lot and changed this pattern, you know, throughout time. But especially, you know, as a kid or in college, I would I would feel this pain. A lot of it was not feeling good enough or even out of control. Like when I learned about sex trafficking, I felt so overwhelmed and so out of control. And I just went into this coping to get depressed. I just shut down, you know, that felt easier than dealing with the world. I just wanted to hide, to sleep, to do nothing. From the outside, it would have looked just like the other kind of depression, but I don't ever think it was that. I think it was just the way I was dealing with it. I didn't know how to deal with what I was feeling. I didn't understand how to make different choices. I was engrossed in sin and I and I was even, you know, choosing sin to try and deal with what I was feeling, which only led to more pain because that's what sin does. So I was in this vicious cycle of darkness and pain and, you know, it looked a lot like the other kind of depression. And the way that I got out of that was through lifestyle changes. It was through coming back to God. It was through therapy. And I learned to change my coping, change the pathway in my brain. And if you have done the pain and peace cycles, you know, using these four steps can begin to change those patterns in your brain. And just beginning to recognize when you are going to this place of depression, just start to notice when that's happening, what what happened before that moment? What triggered it? What is before? And then you can begin to recognize those patterns and take power over it. So we've talked about tackling depression from uh, doing things in your body and tackling depression from changing your, using your mind to transform things, to change old patterns and choose something new. And then there is using your spirit to transform depression. And really, those first two components can't work without God. You know, I will not stop saying it. God is the source of healing. So, you know, you need God to do both of those things. But then there's also a route to diving into depression from just a purely spiritual place of spiritual inner healing, which I touch on sometimes. And I don't believe this is the only way to go, but I do know people have found freedom from depression by going this route. And this is just really going in with the Holy Spirit spirit and, you know, kind of digging up what wounds are in you that are causing this pain and releasing them to God and just doing this, you know, in a session with someone and really getting to that core to tackle where this has come from. And I just want to end reminding you, you know, talking about the spirit, don't stop praying. Whatever kind of depression, whether it's depression or not depression, if you feel any of this, don't stop praying. God cares about every detail and there is power in prayer and God will show you what steps to take. God will give you healing. Don't stop praying. 
And if you're really struggling with depression, especially feeling suicidal at times, please go and find a therapist, someone that you can dive into that with. These podcasts are not enough to tackle something that deep and big, and I want you to get that support. There's a link in my show notes to all the restoration therapists out there, and I highly recommend going and checking them out. And no matter where you're at, there is hope. There is a way out, and I believe God is going to begin to show you. I love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.